The first tenet of leadership is honesty of self. To not just know thyself and trust thyself, but to imagine thyself better and work into that. Hey, it's Brendan dropping in here on something special. I think the most important thing you can do in your life is to train yourself for real personal growth and success. What does that mean anyway? Well, you have to train your mindset and train your discipline so you can follow real habits of success so that you can break through, so you can win the day more often, so you can crush through all those fears and actually unlock your real potential for abundance and happiness and power and joy. But how? Well, like all learning and all breakthroughs, you have to choose first to learn, to learn from the best, to invest in yourself, to do the work, to do the daily work. You have to train with the best, and that's why we created Growth Day's Mastery Program. Listen, we're going to train you to make self-improvement a real way of life, to unlock your positive attitude and attributes at a whole new level, to get you way more productive and influential, to show you the life and career strategies that make you unstoppable and really work. But how do we do that? Well, every single week we bring you a new $50,000 or $100,000 keynote speaker, multimillionaire, or world's foremost expert to switch your brain into high performance mode, to teach you what really works in wellness, in health, in mindset, in productivity. People who really help you unblock and move ahead with really practical strategies for changing your life, your relationships, your health, your career, your mission, your purpose. Every month, we unlock a new course that would have cost you thousands of dollars to buy from other teachers on brain health or positive psychology or confidence. Every year, we give you free tickets to an unbelievable motivational and transformational seminar. Every day, I give you an advanced life coaching audio to keep your mind sharp, energized, focused, motivated, confident, ready to serve and to lead and to win and build your greatest future at the levels you dream of. And I promise you, you are capable of. Every day can truly be a growth day for you. But it takes mastery in life. And that's why we have our new program, Mastery Level in Growth Day. You can go to yearofmastery.com and it will direct you to our best program in Growth Day. This is for those who really want the advanced level, who really want a breakthrough, who are tired of, hey, listen, podcasts are great, but training is another level. Go to yearofmastery.com. You deserve to join the world's number one membership for advanced personal growth and success right now. This is a membership of the real people doing the real work who have a positive mindset, a growth mindset, a willingness to be a role model, to be a leader, to serve, who desperately and deeply and joyfully love personal development, to challenge themselves, to push themselves, to achieve great things in life. Go to yearofmastery.com. Let's go, yearofmastery.com. leadership. How can we get you in that position where you are leading others to make the ultimate and largest impacts in the world 
How do you do it? What do you gotta think? How do you gotta come from a place of spirit and service? What do you have to say? How do you mentor and lead? So we're talking about leadership all day. It's gonna be a fun, it's gonna be a hot mess. It's gonna be a discussion of what you have to start thinking. What do you have to start dreaming of? How do you work with other people and get them ahead? Well, we'll spend a lot of time right here. So as much as leadership can be this big, you know, pie in the sky concept, I really want you to be thinking about the questions you have, you know? When you're trying to start a movement, you're trying to lead a team, you're trying to make more money, you're trying to you know, motivate and influence the people around you. What are the questions you have about that right now? For some of you, that's incredibly personal because you know, sometimes leadership, that really comes down to leading with your family. You know, sometimes leadership, that comes down to a conversation that isn't just about you know, a conceptual basis, it's really about my family struggling to follow my values, Brendan. How do I better lead my family? Sometimes for you, it's about your team. They're, they're doing good, but you feel like, you know, they're kind of performing at a level that's really below the expectations that you have. Well, how do you address that without sounding like an ass? You know, it's like, you guys suck. Maybe not the best leadership messaging, right? So some of you, we've got to change maybe your style or your approach or your messaging. And some of you, Look, you're a solopreneur, you're a thought leader, you're, you're, you're trying to, you know, you're, maybe you don't have a big team, but you're trying to galvanize a community. And leadership plays to all of that. And I can share with you now, having had the blessings over this last 20 years to focus on this area, there are some things you're gonna have to learn today that will be uncomfortable, that you won't want to do, and there's some things that you're going to have to do to start those movements, to shift your family, to improve the team. And I promise you, that's not going to be easy work. Don't ever get in a place as a leader where you think you know everything. You know, over the last 20 years, I can share, I've, I've worked with so many people at the very top and at the very beginning. And as I've seen them progress and get better, one of the things that always gets people in trouble when you start talking about leadership is this sense of superiority. You know, they, they think they know it. Well, I'm the boss and my people are dumb. Or, you know what, the, the people in my community, they're lazy. Or, you know, where leaders start to feel separate then or better then. And then we start getting in trouble. We start seeing that, that trouble spread into the teams and the organizations and the culture, certainly into the world right now. And so we have to be aware of these things. Leaders are always students first, just like experts are always students first. We don't stop learning. Uh, look, I wrote a book on leadership, what was that, in 2000, 2000, <laughs> you know? That was 17 years ago. I wrote my very first book, and it was on the topic of leadership, and it was blessed to become one of the main student leadership texts in the US and many countries around the world. And in that process, I've gotten so much feedback about it. My master's degree was in organizational communication with an emphasis in leadership, and my first job out of college was as a change management consultant for Accenture at, one of the, at that time, the world's largest consulting company, helping work on change management initiatives, helping work on leadership teams. And, and I was just a young buck. I was just learning it, even though I just written a book on it. There's no part of you that's ever gonna be complete on this topic. This is a lifelong effort. I, I'm always trying to get better at this in my own field. As a, as a thought leader, online trainer, social media guy, I'm always trying to share leadership messages to embolden my community. You know, I, I take this very personally, not just in my own family, but in my everyday work. I mean, a lot of people go, Brendan, how, 
how did you get 5 million people on Facebook? And they think it's because I'm just posting motivational quotes all the time or, or motivational videos, but what they're usually not seeing is the underlying theme of leadership messaging that I sprinkle into all of my work. If you've ever been to High Performance Academy or any of my events, you come there often trying to solve your own problems, but you leave there ready to, to serve the world, right? It's a different conversation that I try to put in people's heads to remind you that you're a role model, to remind you that people are counting on you, to remind you to take your work seriously because it has impact. I'm not the guy, and this is not ever gonna be a session anywhere here today where I say, don't give a damn what people think, you're right? It's very popular in our modern culture to say, F what other people think, you know, don't, no. If we all stop caring what each other thinks, then there goes down the standards of society. If we stop caring what other people think, we stop thinking of how to serve. So I know it's very popular in our culture to be a, a blogger or a video person or some social media person who's trying to get likes and telling everyone they're lazy and, and that they work harder than everybody else and, and that don't give an F what anybody else thinks in the world and do your own thing. But look, we, when we have leaders who don't give an F what other people think, we fall into times of dictatorship. When we have times in, the, in our history when people didn't care what anybody else think, we had the worst human atrocities in human history. So let's not be flippant. Let's not go for the views and the posts. That's why I don't do that online. You know, uh, sure, my social media could, following could be better. My books could sell faster if I tried to take those controversial things. If I started cussing and swearing and saying, oh, look how much harder I am or how much more I work or I try to separate myself from other people. Yeah, that makes you a nice personality, but it doesn't make you a leader in the field. And these are the, some of the topics we'll take on today. And I'm blessed to share that from a perspective of not, that's not my opinion. I work with some of the most influential people in the world. And I'll tell you, they're not out there doing it. I know it's popular on social media right now to be flippant and to be cussing and to be saying that everyone else sucks and that you work harder and then it's lonely at the top and that no one will ever understand you, but that's not leadership. And that's just not truth. In the human story, there's only two narratives. There is struggle and there is progress. And everyone can understand your struggles and everyone can understand your progress, even at the top heights. And if you ever get in a place where you say, well, no one understands me, that's only because your ego has taken over the world. There's seven billion people on the planet. Someone understands you. Someone's been there, someone has done that, and frankly, someone is above you right now. Someone is outworking you right now, out-earning you right now, doing better than you. So no matter where you're at with your million followers or your five or your 10, and if you're someone who's saying, well, they don't understand me, that's your ego getting in the way. And today, there'll be a lot of discussions about ego because right now, in, in a culture that is driven so much by narcissism and ego, we're having a lot of people failing to address the world with compassion. We're failing to have leaders who are coming from a place of heart who actually think about service versus self-interest. And if any of this resonates with you, it's not just because of the current political climate in the US or worldwide. It, it, it's been there, I mean, go read leadership texts from 50 years ago and 100 years ago. Ego and superiority and these complexes that we'll talk about today, they, they, they've always been the thing derailing so many potentially great people. 
And so if it sounds like I'm being hard in any way to one person, who maybe you're, when we, I'm talking today, you're thinking about this political leader or that social media leader. Trust me, 10 years from now when you watch it, someone will think about the people then there too. So in no way, if you've already decided who I'm talking about today, that's your own projection, not mine. I'm talking about universal principles that are true. They're, these are gonna last, because it's always an issue. Some of these things that trip you up, they're always issues, they're part of the human narrative. And our job as leaders is to start questioning how we think, how we serve, how we talk to other people, so that we can elevate the conversation in the world to create a world that is more kind and compassionate, to create a world that is more collaborative, and to create a world for those reasons, so that we all rise together versus keep going to war, starting conflict, or you know, basically creating stereotypes. All of this work we're gonna do today. Today, one of my goals with you is to make sure we go into this bigger picture, right? When we start talking about leadership, there's gonna be three concentric circles that we'll be talking about all day long. Number one is the self, that's you as the leader. I gotta dig into your head a little bit. We gotta work on your mindset. We have to change the way that you view your role. We have to give you some phrases to remember as you're leading others so that it's not just about you. But at the same time, if we're gonna really succeed as leaders, we've gotta develop your levels of clarity about who you are, what's important to you, how you wanna lead. We also have to develop your sense of confidence as a leader. Because look, when I tell you to go start a movement, that's kind of intimidating. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's not, it's not so much today because everyone wants to start a movement or change the world or make a huge difference. But the reality is that brings up a lot of stuff. We got to talk about your shadows and we got to talk about the thing that brings light from you to the world. And that's not just esoteric conversation. There's parts of you that suck and you have to address those as a leader. I can't tell you how many times I've been literally in a Fortune 500 meeting with the senior executive teams and I have to interrupt and say, I'm sorry, uh, what you just said is really rude. Let's all take a beat. And everyone's like, oh my God. Because you know what? Sometimes who you are today is not sufficient to lead to the next level. And that's not being mean. That's just saying, look, we gotta find those parts of you that are gonna derail you when it comes time to lead larger movements, lead teams, inspire the next level results from your own self and team. There's a lot going on here. And as you're writing your journal, I'd love you to think about today as a theme, what are the things about you that you already know prevent you from leading at the levels you're capable of? Like what do you already know about yourself that gets in the way? Right, what are those weaknesses? What are those difficult sort of mindsets or thinking patterns or practices that you know hurts you? Like already, what do you know about yourself that diminishes your power to lead? I really want you to think about that.
throughout the day. And I know you're like, geez, Brendan, when's, you know, can, can, can we have some motivation here? <laughs> I know that doesn't sound incredibly great, but look, the, there's a myth right now, and there's a lot of feel-good stuff in the leadership space that just says, you know, focus on your strengths all the time. And I'm like, I don't know. If you've heard me address this concept in the last couple of years, it's not just a theoretical standpoint where I believe that somebody's strengths isn't the correlative edge that helps them reach high performance or higher levels of leadership. It's that as I've coached so many people, it's become a truism that sometimes you shouldn't make your mission or your purpose in life bow down to your limited human strengths. This whole idea that you should take some assessment and just focus on your strengths as if that's going to be enough to help you make your ultimate dent in the universe is not true. You're gonna to have to change and you're gonna to have to get better. And every great leader in the modern era who has achieved extraordinary results had to get the same thing. I mean, you look at some people who, who really came from one perspective, one area of strengths and had to develop into another to get better. And now you're talking about the icons of the world, right? When you think about uh, Mark Zuckerberg and creating Facebook, Mark was a very different person at the very beginning of Facebook than he is today. He had to address his weaknesses and his challenges and his compulsions to be able to rise to a person that could serve at a different level. And whether of your opinion of that particular personality or not, you just have to realize if we always said is that let's just, ampl let's just do our strengths all day, that is not sufficient to serve at your next level. We're going to have to see where you're not good. We're going to have to evaluate where you're insufficient. And you're gonna to have to have the boldness to claim that. I've had to do the same thing. Uh, throughout my life, I always have to go, you know what, I suck at this area over here. And I wouldn't beat myself up or get down on myself. I'd just be honest. You know, the first tenet of leadership is honesty of self. To not just know thyself and trust thyself, but to imagine thyself better and work into that. That's the first tenet of leadership, to know thyself, be honest with thyself, and to imagine thyself better, and to have the accountability for your people, for your mission, for your service, to move out of your comforts, which are usually your strengths as of today, and go to another level of service by addressing both by amplifying your strengths, but also addressing those biggest weaknesses. Because you have the strongest ship in the world, but one hole at the bottom of that thing takes the whole thing underwater. So we've got to address, what are you not good at that you already know? I don't believe any innate strengths ever led anybody to long-term high performance, particularly as a leader. It's just not true. Because if it's innate, means you were born with it. That means the same strengths that you had at 12 years old are gonna be the things that take you to the next level at 40 years old? Forgive me, as a person who's now in his 40s, I can share with you, that's just not true. What was sufficient and strong in me as a teenager is not the things that are required of me now to lead a global movement. And I'm sure you can resonate with that too. Hey gang, it's Brendan. I'm gonna change gears real quick and talk about another show here on the Growth Day Podcast Network, Lori Harder. Her show is called Earn Your Happy. This is a monster podcast if you've never heard of it before. Earn Your Happy is all about Lori 
talking with people and sharing her own journey of being an entrepreneur and trying to find happiness in life. And I love her phrase, earn your happy. You know, if you've ever heard me tell my car accident story, I felt like at that moment, I got life's golden ticket, that second chance, but I also felt like this, this feeling that I had to earn it, to earn that second chance. So when I got to know Lori, and she told me her show was called Earn Your Happy. I was like, ah, oh, it's one of my favorite words in the English language, earn. To earn the gifts we've been given, to earn the life that we want, to work for it, to strive for it. I just love it. And Lori is like listening to her episodes. I told her the other day, I was like, it's kind of like listening to a best friend talk about you know their ambitions and what they're trying to do. And she's such a great interviewer as well, by the way, that I think you're gonna get new perspectives about life. You'll laugh a lot, you'll be motivated, and you'll learn from somebody who's out there actually doing the work, building a great business and life and family. Go subscribe to Lori Harder's podcast. It's called Earn Your Happy. You can subscribe anywhere you're listening, including right now on this platform. So please go subscribe to Lori Harder's Earn Your Happy podcast. Hey all, it's Brendan, and I wanna make sure that you go check out growthday.com. It's an all-in-one personal development platform where you can do everything you would like to do for personal development in one place. You can capture your mindset journaling, set your goals, track your habits and improve them, take wellness challenges, and learn from the highest powered, highest paid, most respected motivational teachers, wellness coaches, and life coaches in the world live every week. One trial, we just call it Starter, that's where you're just using the tools. You know, it's the mindset journal where we prompt you with tons of research back prompts to help you become more positive, confident, self-aware, and happy. We've got your goal tracking system. That's where you set your personal development goals and reminders. So like reminders to meditate or reminders to call your partner and flirt or you know reminders to make sure that you do this one project. It's also got, importantly, your habit tracking system. This is where you can track your high performance habits, which we teach you to do. And then you receive targeted scores and recommended videos to improve those. Our pro level now includes live classes. You know, we've got the best teachers in all of personal and professional development, period, in the app. These folks all charge over $50,000 for a one hour keynote, but they're live every single month in growth day teaching for 45 minutes. Then we have what we call all access. And that's where you get the tools plus the live classes, but also over 20 deep dive, powerful life transformative courses. So these courses, these classes, these are things that would cost over $3,000 a month to access. But Growth Day Pro, as an example, is less than a buck a day. Your personal development is worth a dollar a day. Your access to these people is worth a dollar a day. But you can start free right now when you go to growthday.com. If you're walking around the house right now or around the office and you're watching something else or doing something else or trying on social media, I promise 
you're doing a disservice to yourself right now. And that's one of the things we might have to address. Your ability to focus immediately at the task at hand to develop yourself. And that's what we're doing here. So quit all the other stuff and literally get out. I don't want you to type along with me. I want you to have a journal and be writing words on a piece of paper in a journal. If you don't have that, you're just gonna create another file that goes somewhere that you never see again. I want you to really write and think through this process because a lot of leadership comes down from the focus of self-reflection, okay? What else do we know? Well, the bigger picture too is that this entire huge social interaction that is leadership. How do you treat people? How do you challenge people? How do you coach people? How do you deal with team dynamics when you're not even there, right? Many of you know uh, who are here, you lead companies or you lead teams where you're absent most of the week and they're having to be self-sustaining. How do you create this entire social environment where sometimes you're here and there's an overlap and sometimes you're out there. You know, a lot of my big clients, they're not even with their teams. They're on the road, they're traveling, they're going from one business unit in one city to another. So there's a sense of, yeah, you're a big part of leadership, but there's another big part of leadership that extends well beyond you. How do you empower this entire team, group, organization, environment to survive and thrive without you, that's real leadership, right? That's, that's probably the original connotation of leadership going back, you know, 2000 BC, you know, when you had people like Confucius and Lao Tzu saying that the ultimate measure of some way of a leader is that the people say, we did it ourselves. Like, that's that whole connotation of Greenleaf's methodology of servant leadership, that the great leaders aren't really just the charismatic guys up front, browbeating people you know, to succeed, motivating them to succeed, or you know, using carrot and the stick. The real leaders don't need the carrot. They don't need the stick. They're not even there. It's by their messaging, their influence, and the culture that they have shaped that they step out and the team runs itself at high performing levels. That's when you know you're a real leader. Can your team run itself without you micromanaging, without you pushing all the dials, without you doing everything? And I don't pretend any of that's easy. In my company and multiple companies that I lead or that I invest in, I can share with you, that's always been a challenge. Like, how do I take Brendan and separate him from how this company is growing. That's not easy. And so I don't pretend to have all the answers again today. My job is to get you thinking bigger, to bring you back into the concepts that you can evaluate yourself and where you're at and that you can start doing better. So let's think for a moment. What's deficient or challenging with your team right now? What are they not good at? Where are they struggling? Where do you see room for improvement with them? Let's start thinking about that. And I know you might say, well, Brendan, why aren't you just starting with all this, you know, all the good stuff? Because you know what, you already know some of the good stuff. And we'll get to that. 
when we talk about motivating and, and finding moments of appreciation and gratitude and those things like that. But because I'm lucky to have a global community with us right now, I want to just get right to it. What are we struggling with right now with your team? Because if we can't frame it with that, we're just not going to be sure exactly what to work on. So let's get down to that. What's struggling? Now, for some of you, you might go, I don't have any social interaction with a team. And I go, well, do you have an Instagram account? Do you have Facebook? Because that's social interaction every single day. There's a message under that social interaction. Yep, in social media, that counts. So how do you go from half a million or 5,000 or 500 or five people on social media and scale it the fast? It's not just the circular virality stuff I teach at Experts Academy. What it is, is inserting leadership messaging beneath the theme of everything that you see. But watch how often you see throughout certain times of the year, the leadership messaging picks up. Because leadership messaging isn't just about what you say, there's timing of it. Like if you see what happens in like, for example, in the upcoming months for us in our accounts, you go, I get it now. It's how you go from a million to five. It's like what got you there is not gonna be sufficient to take you to the next level. You can't just be like, I guess I should do more, you know, selfies, <laughs> you know, right? There's gotta be a change in your messaging here, just like there has to be a change in your mindset here. You follow? You gotta change your mindset to be a leader and identify where you're deficient there, but you gotta change the messaging that you've had with your own team and others too, right? So we'll talk a lot about that today. And then ultimately, big, 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 big picture is service. Leadership is really the interaction of all of these things, right? It's who you are, it's how you treat and lead other people, but also engage them to lead and treat other people. And ultimately, it's about, well, what are you doing together? And that's what I think a lot of people lack with their teams. They're more focused on what their team is doing than what they are doing together. Make sense? So they come in and they manage and they go, what are you doing? Why aren't you more efficient? Why aren't we making more money? Why didn't we hit our numbers? This, that, that, and all the why is ultimately diminishment or task management. Either, why didn't you do that? That's one leadership style. Or, why aren't we hitting these numbers? That's another one. But that's forgetting, why are you doing what you are doing? As a leader, you need to insert that more often, right? If you've been on my uh, you know, my email list for a long time, you always see that it's, it's pretty regular for me to finish emails and saying, the world needs you. The world needs this from you. Here's why. Let's get it. Let's do it, right? It's always pulling us together. It's saying, you're important, right? Other people need you. The world needs us. Let's go. It's inherent in almost all of my videos over a period of time. If you watch it, there's always this underlying theme of service, and I would say, if anything uh, that has helped me, it's been that. Uh, you know, I have fr some friends who are major podcasters and who are, you know, uh, pretty influential in their own right as thought leaders, but they don't even ever talk about love. They never talk about volunteering. They never talk about service to others. They never talk about compassion in difficult times. They're focused on like how to learn some one specific thing faster. 
They're focused on the tactics. They're focused on the tools. They're focused on all the myopic things, which by the way, are important to performance enhancement, and they're missing the entire reason that we exist, the entire reason that brings meaning and joy and connection to us. And I would say that, if anything, why I've been able to, to outpace, it's only because of that. So I'm just trying to show you, because many of you have followed me for a long, that's what's underlying so much of my work. We have an opportunity to make a real difference. And when I say that, I don't say make a difference just to make money. I say, that's why we're here. That's the whole point of it. You know, even myself, I mean, the greatest turning point of my life, a car accident, I learned that we all ask, did I matter at the end of our lives? And it's not gonna be about how many selfies we took. It's not even gonna be about just how great my family is. It's gonna be about, did I contribute something that was beyond my own self-interest, where that self-interest was my further, my achievements, or my self-interest was my own family? Did I do something in this world? And we're gonna ask that. And so we have to consider that. So here's a quick, fast, easy test for all my friends joining us right now. Right now, how are you doing in having thought about these situations? And oh, let me ask you two, two different questions. One, have you been strategically and consistently, write it down, strategically and consistently thinking about these three big buckets in your business, in your brand, in your social following, with your teams? Have, has it been on your mind? If this hasn't even been on your mind, then you haven't been in the game, and that's why you're not winning and scaling. Second question, have you been very strategic about the messaging you are giving the world and consistent about the messaging you would give the world in each of these areas? Meaning, have you been strategic and consistent about what you're telling the world about yourself? Or are you just posting things once in a while? Are you being strategic and consistent about how you're setting up the culture the social interactions on your team or those that you lead so that they're participating and engaging? Have you been strategic and consistent about the messaging about why you do what you do, why you want other people to join in with you, and what's the big difference you wanna make? I know that's so simple, but it's almost profound for a lot of people who became achievers who are now going through the motions. You know what I mean? Sometimes because you're good, you don't think you have to think strategically anymore. When you got the wind at your sails and you're doing really good, it's very easy to stop thinking about these things at a strategic level, because you're good, everything's going good, right? For a lot of leaders, their real fail point is when everything gets comfortable. They got a rhythm, money's coming in, things are going good, and in the absence of strategic messaging, and in the absence of engaging in these areas with purpose, something falls apart and they don't see it, right? Maybe they're taking great care of themselves, but their team isn't, and all of a sudden one day, boom, that comes to a head during a big project and everything falls apart. Sometimes everything's going great with the team, but you've depleted yourself completely. Boom, right when it's on time to serve, you fail. Sometimes, all this is going great. You guys are vibing, everything's great. But there's no magic anymore. There's no scale anymore. 
There can't be scale without service. And so if we miss any of these as leaders, we're just not doing a good job. For those who wonder where my leadership influences came from, I would say my primary leadership influence in my life was Robert Greenleaf and his focus on servant leadership. My primary inspirations in that regard was a Martin Luther King or Mahatma Gandhi. I would say in the area of service to the world, the, the people who have most inspired me, who I, I've been blessed with, I never got to meet you know, Gandhi or Martin Luther King. I've been blessed to meet uh, twice now, I think two or three times now, the Dalai Lama, who has been a huge inspiration to me as well. Um, and so I, I've been blessed to study and be around leaders my entire life. And I've dissected their careers, their history, what they've done, whether it's a, a Winston Churchill or an FDR on this side of the pond, or it's somebody who's more progressive in the modern era and doing a great job of, of leading other people we'll talk about today. These are things that, that will come out today. These are things that I hope that will inspire you. Who inspires you as a leader? What is it specific about them? What is it about them as a personality? the way they thought about themselves or the, you know, what they did in their career. How did they treat, with, treat other people and empower other people? And what was their cause? I want you to be thinking about this. It is almost impossible to reach a higher level of leadership without a role model. It just is, because you'll just do your best. And if, you get to the, if, you, if you're at a point right now where you're doing your absolute best and you're performing well, but you don't have a model of where you can go, then you absolutely need to find that, that role model, that mentor, or get a coach who asks you the questions that opens you up a little bit, right? It's very, very, very important. Hey, it's Brendan from the studio here. I wanna jump in one more time and tell you about one of our partners, and that is Kajabi. If you've ever seen any of my marketing online or you have gotten an email from me or you've just admired kind of what we built by selling, you know, 20 plus blockbuster online courses or where I go live in my membership areas or how I accept money online now well over $100 million over the years. How do I do all that? I've always used Kajabi. It's spelled K-A-J-A-B-I. And Kajabi just helps online entrepreneurs take flight because we all have to do the same thing, right? We have to figure out, okay, how do I build a web page? How do I capture emails and send emails and funnels and uh, newsletters? How do I put content up that's for free, but also content up that's behind a paywall that I can charge money for? How do I build those membership sites? How do I organize my podcast or my blog? How do I accept money and create checkouts and order bumps and one-click upsells. How does all of that actually work? You know, if you're a life coach, how do you actually talk to a client and connect with them and schedule with them and serve them and give them a member's portal area? If you're teaching online courses, how do you actually put up the course and set up automations to sell the course and to trigger things like an email to go out when they successfully complete one of your modules? Kajabi does all of that. You even get templates that I helped build and I personally wrote to help you write even better emails to your audience. 
That's at kajabi.com, K-A-J-A-B-I.com. If you wanted the system that most of us in the thought leader or the expert economy really use and we've relied on for years, go to kajabi.com. Hey, are you on my text list? Did you know if you're in the US, you can text me at 1-503-212-6125. I actually have that text number on my Instagram account bio as well, if you want to go check it out. It's just 503-212-6125. Literally just text me and say, hey, Brendan, or text me and say anything you want to say. If you want me to see it, just text me there. It's 503-212-6125. And it's my exclusive text list. And if you're not on it, it's where I share some of my most popular episodes. Or if I drop a new YouTube, I send it your way. Or if I have some kind of free thing going on the internet, I give that exclusive link out to that group. So just go there and text me, 503-212-6125. It's kind of cool. It's back and forth. This is my community text number. So tons of my community share you know, insights about what they're learning from me or just want to chat back and forth. And I'm in there. My team's in there. We really just try to engage you on a different platform. It's super fun. And again, anytime I have something special going out, this is the first group to know about it. So just go text me at 503 212 6125.